Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week, join our travels through an island of adventure as we step into the lush world of Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. We're also tackling interplanetary foes in two different games, like the wild No More Heroes 3 and the intense co-op shooter Aliens Fireteam Elite. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Yeah, that's a common trend lately. Yeah, I like those. I couldn't become a hero, so I reluctantly decided to get a job. That's one of them. There's, no matter how I look at it, it's you guys' fault I'm not popular. So, we we could take this a step further. We could just look at things that we're facing and come up with an, with an anime title for it. Like, I cannot believe this Godzilla Blu-ray box set is sitting next to the Star Wars book, but it makes sense because it's in my room. Doesn't that sound like a... <laughs> Like a popular anime? <laughs> I mean, put any sentence and it's an anime. As That's the way I see it. I, I'm i looking at a pop of Grogu right next to a cell phone in a really small room while the fan is blowing the animation. <laughs> Bro, you can do one that's help. I accidentally stuck a fork in my toaster and now I'm in back in the medieval times. Hey, that was a good callback to one of Robert's game tips of the week. Hey man, next thing you know you're in a you know you stick a fork in a toaster and you next thing you know you're in medieval times. You know what's a good thing to stick in a toaster? Uh, nothing. That's like the next like it's like a really good thing is like nothing except for bread. I was gonna say a pop tart, but oh, I've never put a pop tart in a toaster actually. It's pretty good. It's like the same as microwaving it, except I think it gets a little like better. I don't know. I recently did it with one of the cinnamon pretzel pop tarts as we have not talked about what what we've eaten here in a minute but i was gonna transition that smoothly into remembering that i tried the uh mountain dew voodoo 2021 flavor it tastes like fruit punch (laughs) Ooh, i had today i went to the store and i got a box of uh uh, birthday cake rice krispie treats with cookies and cream uh haven't had the cookies in the same thing are they the same yeah it's a a bundle No, they're separate. Like, it's it's a bundle. But I had the birthday oh. cake one, and it was pretty good. Dude, I found... Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Popcorn-flavored crispy M&M's. Ooh. They're pretty good. <laughs> like, the popcorn taste is, like, slight. It's, like, just barely there. But it smells like popcorn when you smell them. <laughs> I like that. It's been a while since we had this. I mean, oh... You know, it's my it's new because all the candy. Halloween candies are coming out. <laughs> you know, it's a good candy. Uh, what? The Reese's peanut butter, but chocolate bar. Like the actual bar form of it. Well, there's multiple ones. There's the fast break, and then there's the outrageous bar, both of which are really good. No, it's like it's like if you, yeah, if you just took the... They, they took literally took a chocolate bar and just filled it with peanut butter in it. Oh, yeah. And it's their like peanut break. butter. Yeah, it's, it's their peanut butter. You know what? I miss when they had the s'mores bars. I think Hershey's made a s'mores bar. I believe it was Hershey's, and they they discontinued it a while back. But oh. 
it's, they it's always that time. It's that magical time of year when all the wild new candy comes out. There's like Skittles that have like regular Skittles, but then some are like super sour apparently. And of course, uh, white chocolate Reese's Ghosts, the original genesis Ooh. of this whole <laughs> conversation. <laughs> oh, those are gonna come out soon. Yeah. I think they're probably already out. I saw a whole aisle full of Halloween candy. That's why I okay. found the popcorn uh, M&Ms, but they're being advertised as like a football thing. But whatever. This whole, this whole episode's going to be nothing but snacks. <laughs> no, I protest. I will move us on. I will move us on. <laughs> because you're listening to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, the weekly gaming adventure. Although sometimes we open up our uh, shows with a little bit of what we've been eating. <laughs> Uh, as usual, I'm your host, Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. How have you been this week? Uh, still pretty pretty good, playing a little bit of Ghost. Uh, some couple other games here and there, but, you know, it's a new month, September. Yes, it is. It's September. I... <laughs> I'm like... I'm glad this was even happening this week because I am so worn out from things. But I'm like, yo, I gotta oh, get man. out and record this week. I'm I'm very tired and very busy, and I'm like, I gotta find some time to record. So here we are. It's actually been a light news week, I'd say, mm-hmm. as as far as things yes. go. But to to make up for that, we have been playing a lot of games that we didn't get to talk about last week and this week as well. Um, and, of course, last week was basically all news, so why not talk about what we've been playing for a while? Yeah, um, that's so true. we do have a little bit of news. Uh, first up is Fall Guys. Got not a mid-season update, but kind of a 5.1, I would say. They're calling it 5.fun. Ooh, 5.fun. They've added new... Um, alterations alternate versions of a lot of stages from season five and i believe season one they've added a new level which i've not gotten the chance to play yet called some fruit where you are it's a logic round it's like the second logic round after perfect match they've added this um so i i did one show in season 5.1 on the mix it up playlist and i have to say some of the (laughs) changes are uh they've added gravity to certain things in Mm -hmm. treetop tumble and some of the sections of Bubble Bashers are different now. So there's different obstacles in some of the sections. Uh, Penguin Pursuit has different layouts. But here's what got me. I had Fall Mountain as a final. You know Fall Mountain. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, pretty straightforward. can be fair, sometimes unfair, I think. But pretty straightforward. Well, this one has zero gravity. Okay. So that's new. <laughs> uh, zero gravity in like the middle part. But here's what really threw me off. They allowed 14 people... They're going to patch this. Uh, they allowed 14 people into Fall Mountain when I when I played it on the Mix It Up playlist. Ooh. And as soon as the round started, because the players were, like, spawned into each other, a good, like, five of us just got launched back. Like, not the whole oh, way back, but no. just launched back. And then I'm like, well, better just give up on winning Fall Mountain at this point. <sighs> Fall, yeah, Fall Mountain, I guess it's one of those games that I believe, if you're not even in the lead, and no one, there's very few times the people in front of you mess up, so it's just one of those, if you're in the way back, and you see the people in front of you just not messing up at all, they're getting everything, there's no point, because eventually one of them is going to get it, because they're all going to be bunched up together in the front. So, there's that, 
and I, I've not gotten to play as much as I wanted because of how busy I've been, but they've got a lot of new alterations and modifications to a lot of the stages. I'm sure there'll be more whenever 5.5 comes out, but I mean, they've been on a, on a, on a decent roll with this uh, season. They've got the Jungle Book crossovers coming the day this episode goes up, I think, and you know, they're probably going to repeat that golden hot dog event for anyone who didn't get it. Um, that event, as we said last week, was a huge pain. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to what they come out with next because I still log on to the shop every day. I've got like 60 crowns. They gave like a snorkeler scuba diver like costume to me for the prime gaming. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, I like Fall Guys. <laughs> uh, it's funny that this patch is called Five Point Fun, but that rubber band to push oh, you back yeah. does not sound I fun. I certainly did not have fun on Fall Mountain, but we'll we'll get into into these stage variants and everything as as we play through them. I've not played the new round yet, so I'm kind of interested in seeing if it works as a Fall Guys round, unlike something like Button Bashers, which we hated from the start, and it still grates on, on the nerves. Ugh. In other news, you remember Marvel's Midnight Suns, right? Oh, was that was at Gamescom, right? Yeah, that was at Gamescom. Yeah, uh, it's from the okay, XCOM developer. Marvel looked real cool. Then you learn, oh no, it's a tactics game. It's like yeah, an that, okay, it's that tactics one. Game. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not watched the gameplay reveal. They had the gameplay reveal today, but I did kind of read, you know, a blurb here or there about it. Mm-hmm. It's apparently a little different from what you were thinking. It's it sounds like a deck builder almost. Not not something where like cards are just tossed into the game like something like Back for Blood, but it's like a card game, legitimately. Where okay, now like I'm, I, yeah, you see, I'm confused. I'm so confused. No, like it's like it's a card game, but it's not. But now I'm just like well, it, if it's, it's a like card, XCOM, card but card game, card game XCOM. Okay, now I'm, I'm like really confused. Getting out of it, like this is one of those rare moments when the news came out. Like, and there was no time for either of us to look at it. But from what I'm hearing, there's like a a card system where each character has a deck and they have like six cards. And maybe those six cards are like their abilities for that turn or something. So it's not exactly a XCOM clone from from what I'm seeing, but still has that tactics DNA to it. See, now here's my problem with it. I don't have a problem with the game necessarily. My problem is that they have all these cool characters and when's the last time you've seen Marvel at all, in, especially in video games, do these like weird type of Marvel characters that are kind of popular with Marvel fans, and even comic book fans, but they don't really get a lot of love in like the big screen because, you know, the whole like comic book and Marvel movie boom and all that. And come on, you got like Ghost Rider and Wolverine. When's the last time you've seen them in a game somewhere that wasn't just... Ultimate Alliance I can't Ultimate Alliance 3, but that was like, what, a top down? A couple down? years ago? Yeah, it's a, it's a top down. It's an Ultimate Alliance game, but uh, I'll give you that they are more sterilized in that game. It is a more cleaner Marvel Cinematic Universe rep- yeah. uh, like representation of them, whereas yeah. uh, Midnight Sun seems to be the more gritty one, and they have the um, the Ghost Rider that's in the car and everything, and it, it, it feels like the last time we might have had something with that grittiness to it is like an X-Men uh, Legends, I believe. Yeah, that, it's that t- kind of Ultimate Alliance type game. Yeah, it's been a while because like when you put now when Marvel any type of Marvel game is released, it's very safe in just putting the ones that people know from the cin. Basically, it's like they just put the ones people know from the cinematic universe. Yeah, it's it's a very like 
they're very grounded with these Marvel games right now, whereas mm. I feel like Midnight Suns is attempting to be the, like, dark horse of the Marvel games right now. Yes. Like, give me something comic booky and not movie-like. Mm-hmm. I do like that. I'm going to keep my eyes on this. I'm going to check out the gameplay. Another thing that kind of flew under our radar, and I'm thinking this is because there was no, like, hype train leading up to it, the Maneater Truth Quest DLC released yesterday. Okay, I thought I was misreading, because I have, you know, we I have a list as well, and I'm misreading as, like, Maneater DLC, and I was just like, they're releasing another DLC for this? It's just the first know. one. They just didn't have a hype, you know, yeah, period like, for it. <laughs> They announced it, like, what, five months ago? Oh, they did. Yeah. It's so weird, because I, like, at least something would have on Twitter or Instagram, just any type of social media post or or just even YouTube ad, just, like, something like that would have, like, popped up saying, hey, Maneater DLC. Yeah, I just saw the, the news story. It said launch trailer, and I'm like, launch trailer? It's out now? I, I want it. I don't know if I want to drop $15 on it, considering mm-hmm. it's very short, I'm hearing. But it looks fun. Maybe when they have a, like a DLC sale on, on, on PSN, they would be mm-hmm. worth getting. But um, they basically say it's just more Maneater except, you know, sci-fi. And that, I like that. But for, for $15 at this point with so many games coming out in September, October, I just don't know if I want to hop into it right now. Yes. Um, there is a new PSN sale today. They've updated it. I don't know if you checked it, but. Oh, yeah. I saw that that was coming. I did see Jurassic World, the expansion, Evolution, the expansion pack, and it is only like 13 bucks, and I've been really tempted to get it. Yeah, I say go for it. You like that game. It was a good game before the sequel comes out. Get all that good DLC action, and I think the DLC has trophies too, so that's always good. It's always good when the DLC has trophies. Sometimes it doesn't. That is true. <laughs> Here's a bit of news that's like I'm into. Uh, you know that game I play, Valhalla, and... Mm-hmm. that they have a similar game called coffee talk where instead of a bartender you're like a barista at a coffee shop mm-hmm. i remember that well that's getting a sequel they announced it like an indie showcase uh yesterday i think from from when we we're recording this and they didn't show much of it but i really like that that's a super chill game and i can't complain that that's getting a sequel i just wish that the the, the quote-unquote sequel to valhalla wasn't always being delayed because it's been years and i've just but yeah this is a game like i said if you're into it's obviously a visual novel and there's not much gameplay in the first coffee talk i don't know if they're gonna add more mechanics to this but it's really just a nice story about people coming into a coffee shop and telling you about their troubles and it's a real fun chill little game uh so I'm sure we'll have a bigger discussion about the first one at some point on the podcast if I decide to replay it, but I like when small things I like get a sequel. Small, small things. When they yeah. get a sequel, I'm like, that's that's a victory for me. But we'll go from small to big things. There's a Dead Space gameplay like reveal that happened uh, okay. yesterday, I believe, as well. I have not seen this yet, but I'm hearing like positive reactions from people now if i'm correct me if i'm wrong you've played dead space 2 yes i i I played dead space 2 okay and it's a survival horror third person shooter and Mm -hmm. it takes place on a on a ship right yes the second one i believe the first and the second one are kind of similar 
in a way, but I think the first one is a little bit, from what I heard from a lot of people, it's a little bit more horror than the second one. The second one had a bit more action, but it was still pretty scary. Okay, it's kind of like the whole alien and aliens thing, it sounds yeah. like. Um, so they showed, like, a early look at the game, from what I'm reading, and I guess they showed some of the, maybe the mechanics, maybe the graphics, or, like, the technologies that they're using, because as we know, this Dead Space remake is going to be exclusive to uh, the current gen, which is not something we're even seeing from Sony yet, so... While I don't have too much to say about the gameplay that they showed itself, it is interesting to finally see them take this step forward and, you know, it's it's coming out next year when I think more support for PS4 or, or uh, Xbox One will, will start to kind of diminish. I don't think yes. it'll go away, but it will no. gradually. Eventually, Sony's going to say, let's put this on the PS5. It's, it's one of those things where, yes... Here's an example. Like, think about it like this: the Wii was was supported up to 2020, even I think, but it was like what Just Dance 2020. It was just Dance. <laughs> so it's one of those things where, yeah, it, a console can be quote unquote supported for a while, but I give it like the two year like pick, like kind of like picture where most things at that point will try to switch over towards you know the current generation will be which eventually will be ps5 because it's still next gen is not even a year old it's still considered next gen you know current gen is still the ps4 and xbox and all that like but eventually give it i think by the end of 20 by next year or even the year after that it'll, it'll switch to our ps5 yeah so there's that and then i we'd be remiss not to talk about the new no man's sky update we always do. We knew it was coming. Today's that day when they dropped the patch notes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, apparently, there are, like, like Moss Eisley-style cantinas and, like, towns that you can go to and interact mm-hmm. with, build around, and, like, they're fully-fledged things. It's the it's the Frontiers update. And they're... So, they're adding that. on, And it looked like you could build, like, a like a Japanese style pagoda architecture and they're adding I saw that they were adding steam trading cards but I didn't see that it was steam trading cards I said are they adding a card game to No Man's Sky because of course they would but no it's just steam trading cards but I'm just always so baffled at how this game continues to get good free content updates of this scale and it's five years in this it was the fifth anniversary of this game and they're still putting out patch notes that take me like five minutes to scroll through and i'm scrolling fast i like i said more power to them if they want to continue to support this game hey go for it keep adding stuff to it i don't mind at all as long as long as that the it supporting itself doesn't be its actual downfall where it changes it to something it never should have been yeah there's no microtransactions in this game as far as i can tell there's no you know serviced game elements to it i'm honestly super duper impressed by this yeah it's you know if they keep it what they promise it would be which they did you know it is what it's meant to be uh keep going forward you know don't let these updates to the point where it's no longer the game it was meant to be or anything like that so yeah you know oh well but you know it does seem like a lot of patch updates though fundamentally it's the same game it's just they've expanded so much around it to where it's so different just playing it minute to minute is so different it's kind of like it remind you know what it reminds me of xenoverse 2 where 
It just keeps getting DLC after DLC after DLC. I mean, it had the Broly movie was its DLC, which was like 2019. Yeah, it was 2019, I think. And it's that game came out, when did that game come out? Earth's uh, mid PS4? 16? Yeah, like mid PS4 like life cycle. Yeah, it came out around Watch Dogs 2 coming out, I remember. I was playing them both on and off at the same time. But, man, that game's probably still getting DLC. I wouldn't be surprised if I went to look up Xenoverse 2 DLC and it was coming out tomorrow or something. Now, I don't know that for sure, but I would not be surprised. But that's kind of what No Man's <sighs> Sky is like, except free updates. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, last but not least, our PS Plus games got revealed this month. They are, drumroll please, Hitman 2. The sequel to the Square Enix reboot of the Hitman saga. They are Overcooked All You Can Eat. The collected edition of Overcooked 1 and 2 with all the DLC. Mm-hmm. And a game we've played before, Predator Hunting Grounds. Um, remember the beta for Predator Hunting Grounds? I, yeah, I remember the beta for Predator Hunting Grounds. <laughs> 30 frames, 40... Like 48p, whatever it wasn't. It was not running a stable 30. It was no. not running. The texture was not stable at all. That type of gameplay, too, is not my type either. It's a 14 versus 1, like uh, Dead by Daylight. But what I think is that Dead by Daylight is a little bit more interesting because it's just, I guess, horror movie villain in, in a pretty small area. It's not that big. Mm. You know, you could Predators get lost. Those areas are huge. Yeah, they're huge. And. I don't know. It just seems in Dead by Daylight, the the monster can't really be, you know, killed or, you know, destroyed or any type of way. But I believe in Predator, you can defeat the, you know, the Predator. So it's one of those things where, I don't know, I just, I didn't really dig it. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too into it. Now it remains to be seen if I'll give it a go on the PS5 when the, when the Plus version drops. But we have played Overcooked. Now that's what I would call a pretty solid co-op game. It's very manic. It's very intense. And it's just about plating up some hamburgers and washing mm-hmm. dishes. And the Swedish Chef DLC should be there. You remember the Swedish Chef DLC? <laughs> I do remember the Swedish Chef DLC. That oh, that was so funny. That was just out of nowhere. Yeah. And um, as to Hitman 2, I cannot really speak on it because I've not played any of them. But I know this is a game where you have different ways you can tackle the situation. Mm-hmm. I hear they are pretty good. Maybe I'll give it a try, and that's the good thing about Plus. You can give it a try. Yeah, it's true. You just give it a try. You already pay for it with your subscription, so might as well just give it a try. It does seem like a better PS Plus month than, than this month, though. Than the past month, I mean. Uh, so, I'll give them a thumbs up for that. Now, I do got one more thing, Robert. I do have one more little thing. What you got? What's your last thing? It's a Nintendo Direct rumor. Ooh, boy. Hey, it's sponsored by Robert's Game Tip of the Week. And this week, our tip is for a well-known Nintendo DS classic. I'm talking Ice Age to the Meltdown, baby. All right. Today in Robert's Game Tip of the Week, today's tip is never use the same password on everything or any of your accounts. Switch it up. Use a different password. Write it down on a notebook and keep it in a safe area. You just blew my mind. I'm I'm playing as Sid over here, and I would have never thought to do that. I mean, Sid, see, like the thing is that Sid has to get over. You know, you know, it's Ice Age, so I guarantee you there's icebergs there somewhere. Hear me out. Uh, it's Ice Age to the meltdown. Yeah. So 
it's gonna have. I, I mean, uh, Queen Latifah's character. She's in this movie, so maybe she's in this game. Isn't she? She's the other, other woolly mammoth. mammoth. Yeah, yeah. Along with Ray Romano. Yes. Did you know that Sid's voice actor is in an episode of The Mandalorian? I did not know that actually. Now that should have been a game tip of the week. <laughs> I do think it's gonna really help me getting past this Sid level. Anyway, our rumors for a little game called, if I'm reading this right. It sounds like a dark game, Quisp at the Gate of Madness. Not your average cue quickening. You're a prince, Quisp. Quit whining. You've a job at hand, and it's to save our world. Now get in the robot! This is a fantasy based on a serial mascot. I don't want to! This whole thing is just messed up! I won't pilot the cue hyper! It's the end of the world. And Quisp is on a journey of discovery, of madness, violence, devastation, and reflection. Explore a futuristic city to take on invaders from planets uncharted in a new third-person action RPG adventure. Hunt or be hunted in a sprawling world on the edge of destruction as monsters from portals above descend like rainfall. Face ever-changing and complex weather patterns and survive onslaughts of sentry invaders that precede behemoths that only a giant robot can take down. Defeat foes and absorb their energy, improving Quisp's armor stats and transformable weaponry. Gain powers as the shifting of the planet reveals energy spots that were dormant before the young prince's time. Meet and work with tragic side characters as you aid them in quests to prolong the life force of a dying world. And when you and your allies are ready, embrace destruction as a skyscraper-sized monster descends from above in spectacular citywide battles with Quisp taking the controls of the legendary Q-Hyper. If I have to, I will save my friends. Destroy the land and the damage remains. Even after battle, the Q-Demons must perish so that the world can survive. Discover secrets as plans and plots unfold before the young prince's very eyes. Collect gold and flying saucers to unlock cosmetic changes and bonus levels in an almighty horde mode. Rise up against the action of his own peers, threatening to dissolve everything he's ever worked for. Tackle moral and heart-wrenching choices in the most hyper-realistic game ever based on Quisp. Prevent the downfall of an entire world when you take up the mantle of the prince. When Quisp at the Gate of Madness launches for the Nintendo Switch. For my planet and nothing else, it's time to get crazy. I gotta say, this is one of the most serious-feeling rumors we've ever had. And based on Quisp, of all things? I mean, the only other thing that was this serious maybe would have been, like, the Samus one. Or even, like, Doom Punch-Out. But, I mean, this is even more serious than that. Think about it. If Doom is not as serious as this, then, you know, you got a serious game on you. It's like, what is this? Is this the last of us of serial mascot games? Is this our last of us moment on the Switch when we have good old Quisp from the 60s with his golden flying saucers in this? (laughs) It it seems like an Evangelion thing. I'm just going to put that out there where he is facing the destruction of a planet. And he does, in fact, need to get into the robot so that he can stop the monsters that are coming to destroy the world. What, What really sticks out to me is tackle moral and heart-wrenching choices there seems to be a lot of narrative in play um, from what i'm reading about this game this is this is one of those things where i i I just have no idea what to expect i don't know it's it's quisp yeah quisp is always a a happy cheerful little guy yeah it's it's i don't know it's like it's kind of take me out of my comfort zone over here i don't know how i feel about quisp doing all this 
I think he'll pull through. Quiz always pulls through. I mean, he does. I like Quiz. You know, Quiz cereal. You can't go wrong with Quisp. Quisp? Come on, you can't go wrong with. It. Why would you pick Quake over Quisp? I don't think I've ever had Quiz cereal. I, I haven't either, but I'm <laughs> assuming it's just like Captain Crunch. They oh, did bring Quisp back a few years I love ago, Captain though. Crunch. Yeah, it's just fun to say Quisp here. It is Quisp. <laughs> Quisp. <laughs> Anyway, I am looking forward to this. We we are in need of some more serious narrative games on the Nintendo Switch. There's not that many of them. We played some games recently. Uh, what to start with? What to start with? Uh, you want to talk about No More Heroes? You, you I do want to talk about enough? No More Heroes. Yeah, do you think you're far <laughs> enough in it to give a yeah. couple pointers? Yeah, let's do No More Heroes 3. So, if I recall correctly, we've talked about No More Heroes 1 on this podcast before i do think that is a very tedious game it works stylistically but there's so much tedium to the general gameplay to even the fighting where i didn't really enjoy it however i enjoyed travis strikes again a bit more even though the gameplay is completely different but here no more heroes 3 kind of marries the gameplay of no more heroes 1 to Travis Strikes Again and makes it a little more free-flowing than either of them felt. Now, I've never played 2, uh, full disclosure, but I plan on playing it after 3 because I'm really enjoying 3 so far. So the idea behind No More Heroes 3 is that there's a kid named Damon, and he's got mm-hmm. this little Digimon-type thing, and they're just hanging out and being pals 20 years early. And it's like an E.T. thing where eventually the alien named Fu has to go home to his planet he says he'll be back in 20 years mm-hmm. 20 years to the date he's back he is this new like evil alien overlord named uh jean baptiste the second i want to say it's a really long jean name baptiste <laughs> jean baptiste the second oh that's and funny he is he, he can talk in full sentences now. He just talks like a regular person. And what he wants to do is bring his alien friends. And they want he wants to conquer the Earth with Damon. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, that was the trailer. Okay, now it's hit. All right, now it's all coming back to you. You remember, remember from the yeah. Trailer. Yes, okay, now I remember. So the conceit is that in No More Heroes, you're always going through the rankings. Fighting 10 enemies to become the best enemy. So in in this game, it's similarly set up to where you're fighting 10 aliens to be the best, I guess. To not let Earth get destroyed. Um, Immediately, the style is presented to you in such a way where you're like, you're doing a tutorial. Sure, you're getting the Nintendo Power or like gaming magazine style tips on the screen like they had in Travis Strikes Again. Because this feels more like a sequel to that. And enemies always have little tip screens where it looks like a gaming magazine where there's like the characters are there and they're having a conversation. And at the same time during the whole opening fight, they're playing a video of Sylvia, who's at this point Travis's wife, introducing the game basically while you're playing instead of having a whole thing where they're like, the game of the day is no more here. It's all going on while you're playing. So that was pretty cool. And I... I don't want to give too much of the plot away, mm-hmm. but things go from 0 to 100 almost immediately with, with the main bad guy. And you you start by fighting a guy named Mr. Black Hole. And he's an alien, and you, you have like a normal fight with him, no more hero-style fight, except the gameplay's been, you know, improved a lot since the original. 
and I was shocked almost to see that after I defeated him, you go into this like little space sequence to like find him again, and then Travis turns into a Gundam of all things, and you have <laughs> Gundam fights in space where you're just fighting a giant alien as Travis, but he's a Gundam, so it just gets crazy like that all of a sudden. Presentation-wise, combat seems to run like as close to 60 as I think it can get. Um, you have your light attacks, your heavy attacks, but you have the death glove from Travis Strikes Again, so you can combo those moves into, you know, like a force push or like a, a dive kick, or you can slow mm-hmm. enemies down, or you can have stuff raining down onto them. So that's that's like the gist of the intro and everything. But there's so much more to this. First of all, your cat, Jean, or Jean, however we're supposed to <laughs> be said. It's supposed <laughs> to be cat named Jean. It's Jean. I'm pretty sure it's Jean, but now Jean. I'm like, is it Jean? Because you always think it's a girl, but he has a uh-huh. really deep voice, and it's a guy. Yeah, okay. he's like meow, <laughs> and he can talk. <laughs> Travis can hear him. He's like, I'm hungry. You know what that reminds me of is that one cat. You ever seen Chowder? Yes. That cat that like that just says meow in a deep voice. That's what it reminds me of when you I said do remember it. that. I like <sighs> that's that. That's what show. it reminds me of. That show is good. So there's that and ah I really don't want to spoil the plot, but something so just insane happens I, to some of the side characters way early on, like literally after the first fight that I'm just like, wow. I think this game's a little too new for us yeah. to drop spoilers so far. I think if you finish it, we'll definitely talk about it later on with yeah, spoilers. Yeah, if, if we do spoilers on No More Heroes 3, it'll be at the end of a future episode because I've not beaten it yet. Yes. But, oh, I gotta say, like, th- this game has shocked me multiple times. Now, in addition, like, in addition to all that stuff, presentation is amazing. Every chapter is considered like an episode of a TV show, so they have a fake Netflix logo with a G thing where the autoplay starts playing another episode. Every episode starts with a Ultraman style intro where they introduce the voice actors for that chapter and ends with like a almost like a Gundam 1979 style credits sequence that comes up at the end of every chapter. Um, and it also has conversations with uh, Travis and his friend at the beginning of every chapter where they're talking about the films of, I think it's Takeshi Miike. I could be wrong on the first name. So, And those are all really good. And you, you might recognize some of those movies. They even make reference to the Marvel Cinematic Universe to like, they should put this character from a Miike film into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so there's weird stuff like that. And they went back to open world. Basically, the progression of this game is go into the open world, fight three to five battles that they've set up for you, and they'll introduce you to enemies. They'll have little challenges for you to do. And do odd jobs to get money and use that money to go fight a boss, which starts with a cutscene where the boss interacts with Fu the alien, or Jean Baptiste II, I should say. And then you head to whatever section of the open world to fight them. And mm-hmm. these odd jobs that you get money for are the no, the no more heroes like traditional fare, mowing the lawn. Except mowing the lawn is way less cumbersome than it was in the first one. And, hear me out, if you hold a direction while you press B, you could do a cool turn. Now, I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to do the cool turn, even though it's slower than the regular turn, because Travis just takes one hand in the air and starts waving it around while he turns. I'm like, that's a cool turn. (laughs) And uh, you can shoot at 
Godzilla-sized alligators, while it plays a song that sounds kind of like the Godzilla theme, you can collect trash in the water while being chased or hunted down by alligators. You can do like a mining mini game where you go into a cave and you have to collect the the currency in this game is called world's end supernova or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah world's end supernova that's how you power up your character or you can unclog like restrooms so that that's kind of like your ubisoft tower where it'll reveal what the icons on the map are and you can and save and all that stuff so it the joke kind of wears thin on some of it but the the sequences that they have for the fights are incredible, not to be missed, and we will talk about those on a future episode. So, I will say I've gotten through, I'd say about half the game. It's not super long. Uh, one thing that kind of threw me off was that I, I picked Very Sweet as the difficulty, because I didn't want to play it on normal first, because these games are kind of hard, but I'm, I'm kind of hit or miss on this. Very Sweet has an auto guard thing. And I didn't take that to mean you couldn't turn it off or it was always going to happen, but I can't take damage. So I really am just enjoying this for the story right now <laughs> instead of the mind-numbing gameplay that, that that would ensue on the higher difficulties. So that's full disclosure, but I, I'm i digging the game. No More Heroes 3 is a winner in my book, and bravo to the team at uh, <laughs> Grasshopper and, and Suda51. So that's that for now. That's that for now. I mean, all I can say about No More Heroes 3 is that the main character looks like a certain somebody. That's all I gotta say. It remind me of who he looks like? <sighs> you don't remember it? Come I'm on. Drawing a blank now. <laughs> Come on, his name, first name Johnny. Oh, Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like him, bro. I can't get over that. Travis Touchdown. Oh, what if they make a and movie? hear me out. <sighs> There's a Devolver shirt. Oh, yes, the Devolver shirt. I remember that. You texted me immediately when you figured that out. Yeah, there's a Devolver shirt. Anyway, you know what else we've been playing? We've been playing Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Uh, yeah, a game born. All right, next game. On to the next one. No, no, back it up, back <laughs> no, it up. No, this... In what world? If, <laughs> if, I'm letting you know right now, we we did that goodbye PS4, like, top 10 games, right? Yeah. I didn't have Ghost. Yeah, I didn't have Ghost on my list, but I did have it on my honorable mention because I took your word for it that it was probably one of the greatest games ever. And man, oh man, did I really thank myself when I was like, "Yep, he was right." I, I'm glad that it's on at least an honorable mention. But I'm letting you know, if we were to redo that list, this would be top three easily. Easily, maybe like it's top for sure, top five, and it could break even to the top three easily, without a doubt. I remember for me it was number two, just just under Persona Five, and mm-hmm. I was very conflicted about that. Backstory is that I didn't pick this up initially when it came out on the PS4. You did. What I remember yes. is that you said this game has zero load time. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Even on standard PlayStation, this thing runs so beautiful. It's so well circumferential. It's like home run knocked it out of here it is a gorgeous game and you're talking about how like oh man you could just you don't have to get off your horse to pick up items you could just press r2 while riding past it and it picks it up and it's just so it's just like all this stuff that just makes it easy in the sense of not being easy like baby mode but easy just like hey it's a game first and then a simulation second that's what i love about ghost of tsushima it never forgets that it's a video game despite yeah. how lush and beautiful it is it always remembers to 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 remind the player that they are playing a game and a very fun one at that 
it's it's one of those things where we'll for sure have a spoiler episode we'll have a whole episode dedicated to this game but let's talk about things that may not be spoiler at the moment let's talk about let's say let's talk about the combat that's something i think most people need to like really understand about this game is that the combat is not easy but at the same time neither is it difficult yeah i remember a lot of backlash at release of ghost of tsushima's Mm -hmm. combat not having a lock-on option Mm -hmm. and most games once you really get to it you're like it doesn't really need it it feels more (gasps) arkham-esque i i will even suggest that having a lock-on would actually make the game more difficult or just not even fun during combat yeah because i get this uh anime feel of when you watch like a ton there's a ton of sword wielding anime characters of samurai but you see them just like you know slash and just mow down enemies upon enemies and you get that feeling too where you're not really at a losing level like of course you can be overwhelmed at some parts but once you figure out how to parry and the attacks and the move sets you can just go through a whole wave of enemies without a problem and on top of that, the parrying itself is very satisfying. It'll give you a brief slowdown to, mm-hmm. to start your counterattack. It'll allow you to get a bearing on your positioning if you're surrounded by a lot of enemies. And the, the game wants you to switch between four different styles as you fight mm-hmm. different enemy types. And no, that's not to say any enemy type couldn't be defeated by any style because they can. But when you start switching mm-hmm. them around, and it's very seamless, you hold mm-hmm. the trigger... You press a button. Your style is switched. It's that quick. It's that easy. You go from hitting a, a, a shield bearer with a with the stone stance or the water stance. You switch to stone stance real quick. Take out the sword guy. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where the this is the combat. The combat is square for light and then triangle for heavy. And you think, oh, that's simple. And it is. It's meant to be simple, but it's also like I said, it's not meant to be easy because enemies can't. It's one of those things where I've noticed that enemies don't do that whole thing where it's one at a time. I'm letting you know that sometimes the enemies will like they'll counter you even when you're occupied with another enemy. They'll come and try to attack you from behind or from the side or anything like that. Arrow people will shoot arrows at you while you're mid battle. There's like. There's all these other types of enemies. I like. I, said, I don't want to spoil it because if you, for some reason, to this point, have not picked up Ghosts, the director's cut, you need to, at this point, because <laughs> it's the load time is like none. There's zero load time. I will say there's even a sec. If there's any load time, it's a second. It's one second, and that's it. The fast travel, especially. <laughs> oh, the fast travel is zero load time. It's just the. Clicking it and then waiting for that one second and then you're already there. I know, it's but a beautiful thing. <laughs> I would even suggest not even doing fast travel from the beginning. I think you need to just look at this entire island for yourself before you even yeah. start fast traveling. I, I agree because when I first played the game, I don't like a fast travel system in an open world game that I've not beaten yet. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't use it in Spider-Man, Miles Morales, or, or even the original because... It's too much fun being in the world. The same applies for this, but in the world of Ghost of Tsushima, as you travel through it, you are constantly and consistently finding new and interesting things. Be that a haiku that gets you a a cool cutscene and a, and a headband mm-hmm. cosmetic, a fox den which improves your charm slots, or a, a shrine that you can climb and it gives you a, a new charm, or you can find pillars which have... Um, cosmetics for your sword and the Sakai Tanto. 
and you're just constantly finding flowers for cosmetics from a, from a, a merchant or resources for you to upgrade your armor. Using fast travel all the time is really taking away from the experience of, oh, here's a discovery, here's a discovery, here's a discovery, here's a discovery, mm-hmm. and a discovery over here, too. Another thing about this game, I, I just, I have to applaud Sucker Punch, is that this game feels authentic. Without a mm. doubt. Without the shadow of a doubt, this game feels very, the island, the, the, the history, these pe- like the people that the island represents, just everything just feels very authentic, and I don't know, man, it's just, this, this game is made from Sucker Punch, which, you know, they're a respected developing team, but they're not, like, rock star. But I see this as... I can see this as, like... Here's an example. Like, GTA 3 and Vice City, they're good in their respect, but like I said, they have not aged that well. This feels more of Sucker Punch's, like, either GTA 4 or their San Andreas, where they kind of figured out what to do at this point. Like, they know what they're doing, and the only thing they can do from here now is just to go even higher, and it's to just do even more with either, I say, a Ghost 2, or even a different type of game that's completely different, but it's an open world. They can do open worlds. They've, I think they've earned that kind oh, of yeah. respect. Oh, yeah, between they can this do and it. Infamous, like, the open world is, is their forte. Um, yeah, it's like, they can do it. There's no, shadow, there's no shadow of a doubt that they can do this. Yeah, there is a lot of DNA that Ghost of Tsushima shares with uh, mm-hmm. Infamous Second Son, especially a lot of a lot of the same ideas they had in that are are represented in a way in in Ghost of Tsushima, and by extension, uh, the Iki Island DLC has a few things that uh, only Sucker Punch ever did. For example, mm-hmm. um, not to get too spoilery with the DLC because we'll do that at another point, but there are are moments where you play your flute and you are moving the dual sense up and down with the the song and infamous second son had a thing where you turn your dual shock four on its side and shake it to spray paint on a wall so sucker punch always mm-hmm. does these interesting little things that no other developer even first party tends to do so a lot of that dna a lot of that in, those interesting little details that that sucker punch has carry over so well into ghost of tsushima even to the moment to moment gameplay which is just like therapy almost mm. <laughs> I will even say this. I know some people may disagree with it, but honestly, I would prefer an open world game made by Sucker Punch over Rockstar. This is why. An example of Red Dead GTA 5. Uh, for me to have the alien car in GTA 5 or even like the like the alien like uh sniper uh railgun I needed to collect 100 of a certain item across the map. And it's a big map. It is a huge map. Very detailed. And it's just like, oh boy, I got to collect 100 of this stuff. And you cannot collect them on your own. I had to use a guide for it. For ghosts, I have yet to use a, a guide at all. This game makes it really fun. And I mean fun to explore and to find all these cool haikus and fox dens. And like I said, I don't want to get into it because of some of the spoilers. But it's just like... The rewards, and the thing is, you get a reward for each quest you do. It's like yeah. every little thing you get something. That it's a, it's a it's an item for clothing, a headband, a a, a move, a, a stat boost. It's anything like that, and yeah. I I find that very enjoying. Even if it's just a headband, it's still a free cosmetic that you got yes. by playing the game, and it's cool, oh. and it and it comes attached with the haiku that you wrote. 
I mean, this is one of the few games where I prefer doing the side stuff first, then the main story, which in other open world games, I do the main story stuff, then side quest later. Mm-hmm. Even with like Borderlands and, and Grand Theft Auto, I do like the side stuff way later. This game, I actually, because let, I'm letting you know right now, I, I generally figure this out. If I didn't do any of the side quests during the first part of the island, and then I'm like, you know, I said I want to spoil it, and then I go to the next part of the island, all this stuff. The thing is, is that when you're on this island and you're getting to learn the people and the history of this island, you learn and get so much gear out of it. It's either new clothing gear, mm-hmm. it's either a new type of uh, like. I think I had the third type of weapon or uh, stance, uh, like a stance style, like within the first island. Yeah, that's because I did everything. I did all. The side missions. I did all the, the you know, the uh, sieges on, like, the uh, uh, certain farm camps and just stuff like that. So, when you explore, like I said, the rewards are so good because at this point, my katana is almost completely... I'm only thinking... I'm thinking I'm, like, one more upgrade away from completely upgrading it. You're, you're tackling it the same way as I did on my initial playthrough. Because the Tales of Tsushima, I don't even consider those to be side quests. Because, one, they're really good, and two... Like you said, look at all the stuff you get from it. Look at the charms you get to improve your combat ability or your healing and stuff like that. They all come from the Tales mm-hmm. of Tsushima. It's it's one of those things where I said, if I didn't do any of the side stuff, I was just focused on the main story stuff, this game honestly would have been harder. It it genuinely feels like if you explore this island, the island will reward you. That's that's just how you know how I feel about it. No, that's absolutely correct, I think. That's the same way I felt about it. Yeah, it's like you explore this island and it just gives you rewards and you take care of this island and you you know, you know do what you need to do to protect the island. It will reward you and it really does feel like And I'm so attached to the island. Yeah, and like I said, every single thing you do, everything gives you a reward in this game. Sometimes it's cosmetic and sometimes it's improving stats. It's all good. It's all cool. <laughs> Yes, like I said, I'm still need to finish the game. I know you're doing a whole another run of it too. You know, you want to you know freshen up on yeah. it. Yeah, I decided to go to the be... DLC right after Act One though, just to see all the new <laughs> yeah. stuff and Lumber Throw. Yeah. Oh man, let's let's just say eventually when we're finished and we do everything, even just the main story. Even if when I eventually finish the main story, we'll talk about a main story kind of stuff and then maybe some DLC later. But this will be my initial take on it right now. It is 100% worth it. You should go for it. If you have it on PS4 and you have a PS5, get the PS5 Director's Cut upgrade. It is worth it, 100%. Uh, you know, if you didn't do all the side stuff, do it. It is worth doing it. You know, you can take the game however you want it. You can do the just the main story first and finish all the side stuff later or do the side, the way I'm doing, like, side stuff and learning the island and figuring out the natives and all this stuff. And then, you know, and then do the stories along the way. But I will say... This would most definitely be in my top five. Like I said, even breaking top three. So closing point would be to play this game. (laughs) See, closing point is to play this game. And I'm saying this right here, right now. I would love, and I mean, I would appreciate and love if Sucker Punch did a sequel where it takes place on mainland Japan. That would be really good. (laughs) And like, hey, here's a title, you know, whatever. Take this title. I don't care. It's Ghost from Tsushima, you know? (laughs) Take the title. I, like I don't mind. <laughs> I listen. I would love. I would because I can just imagine the villages they can make and all this story they can add to it. It's definitely got a lot going for it. I'm I'm glad that they released a DLC expansion for it because 
I just love being in the lush green forests and, you know, fields of this game from start to finish. And every act has a different feeling section of the island. So as you go through, you won't be seeing more of the same from Act 1. You will be seeing different areas. You will be going from larger open fields to more closed-in forests to whatever Act 3 holds and the DLC with its own like unique flowers and oh it's a good game robert it really is <laughs> oh it's an amazing game without a shadow of a doubt yeah like i said uh if you picked it up for some reason and never went back like if you just played it a little bit i would say go back and play it is it's such a good game it's very relaxing too especially if you play oh it is <laughs> so beyond that we'll touch on this briefly aliens mm-hmm. fire team elite this will be your type of, you know, you you got this. Yeah. I haven't gotten the chance to play a ton, but I will say this. You remember Back for Blood? Yeah, I remember that game we played the beta for and didn't like. I didn't like that one. Me neither. You're not the only one. But I like this one. This <laughs> is like what Back for Blood should have been. Something where you look at the box. You look at a box and it says, Back for Blood is like looking at a box that says zombies and you open it up and you're like, oh boy, zombies. And you get DC Comics like Shazam. But Aliens Fireteam Elite is like if you got a box that said zombies and you opened it and there's zombies in there. I'm so glad Mm -hmm. that when I play Aliens Fireteam Elite, I feel like I'm playing Aliens Fireteam Elite and not a card game, which is what Back for Blood felt like. Um... It's a budget title, so it mm-hmm. feels kind of like Star Wars Squadrons-esque in presentation, but like the minute-to-minute gameplay of it is really good. A smooth 60, good shooting, um, good responsiveness, no floatiness. Um, the enemies are cool. The, 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 the weapons feel good. The only problem I have with it is that there's no like mid-mission checkpoints, and the missions are very long, and also it's very difficult to Agreed. do with the AI partners. But uh, other than I see, that, see that, yeah, other than that, I mean, this is great. I'm loving this. Uh, like I said, budget title. It's not. It's not full price, and they're gonna add free updates to gameplay mechanics. I think the only um, purchases are cosmetics, so you don't even have to good. pay That's anything good. past the forty. Yeah, yeah, that is great. Uh, I, I mean, you we did. I did. Sh- you we did share play this, so I I did agree with everything you had to this point. The only thing I also wish they could have is not only checkpoints. Uh, I wish they had a first person and third person option. They can allow you to choose the way you play the, the game. battlefront. I know two. some people. Yeah, like they could. I think they could figure out how to do it. I think some people will prefer to play in first person. I would prefer to play in first person at some points, but the third person doesn't bother me that much either. I, I do like that this one is third person personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, just give players the option. Yeah, there there is a dodge roll in this, and it being in third person really helps with, like, spacing yourself out. Um, oh, speaking of dodge roll, that's the only thing that consumes your stamina. Running doesn't consume your stamina. Come on, back for blood. Mm-hmm. Take notes. <laughs> How about uh, collecting ammo? Do you need to find, you know, the specific ammo you need, or do you just find a pile that says ammo, hold square, and then you got your ammo? You just walk up to an ammo crate and refill everything. That's what, that's Am what I, I mean. blowing like, your mind with this? <laughs> I, I I'm at the, at this point, like I said, back for, when I get back for flood, I said it's most definitely either a plus game for me or a ten dollar purchase, knowing that I have friends to play with. This is a, a game 
I will gladly pay thirty to the forty dollars, whatever you know, on sale thirty, the forty dollars initial pricing, and pay no mind to it. And I would continuously play because the AI, it will allow you to play with AI. I wish there was. I wish these games need to understand that they should just have a single player AI only, where you can pause the game by yourself. You don't need to be online twenty four seven. Yeah, that's just my thing. Th- this game has the AI, but I do not think you can pause it, which is something else that needs to be mm-hmm. patched in. If you're running single player, I get it. With multiplayer, you can't pause, but the checkpoints is a, is a problem. The missions are long, and you usually, by the end, is when all the hard stuff starts. But you're having steady progression with your level up. There's a lot of customization options, a lot of grinding, it seems like. But that helps with the longevity, because there's 12 levels in a horde mode as far as pre-update content. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's enough here to keep you busy. The missions are fairly long. The, the minute-to-minute gameplay is fun. And overall, like, we'll we'll bring it back up uh, on another episode. But I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I like Aliens Fireteam Elite. It, it, it's on a new generation. Like I said, this was a PS3 game. I can see how they can never really fix it. But with how games play now, they can just throw a patch update and figure, yeah. you know, fix things out. Add more things. Take away things they didn't, you know, didn't really work out. And just do all that stuff. So if they, like I said... Be like No Man's Sky, just stick with it, you know, be dedicated to it, and, you know, people will still play it because they'll actually be a fan of it. Absolutely. So, that's Aliens Fireteam Elite. I'm thinking all three of the games we talked about today will make returns fairly quickly here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So, before we wrap up, I would like to say, coming up in a future episode, maybe even next week, we will be checking out some snes games that are lesser known on the nintendo switch online we had talked about this uh-huh. uh, oh, yes, a while ago this. and yes. i'm like you know what we should do after episode 50 we should do snes revival maybe like once every week or two try some more obscure game from the snes mm-hmm. that's on on the switch online so we'll we'll come up with that but for now would you say we've handled an episode I think it should handle this week what we've done news-wise and also gameplay-wise, keeping you up to date on that. Against all odds, because I'm wicked tired. But, <laughs> oh, but as usual, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. And you can follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map. Please follow our Twitter. And hear us on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a good rating and review you can subscribe you can download episodes take us wherever you go listen on google podcast spotify or podbean if you don't listen on apple and i guess there's not much left to say uh besides what we always say and that is that the real conduit too was the friends we made along the way so we'll see you next time bye later so this entire episode that's the name of our anime. Oh, all right. So that's gonna. <laughs> all right. I mean, that's a pretty good anime, I guess. I, yeah. You know, I'll give it a watch. Good show. Good show. That all was right. pretty good. All right. Let's get started with the real show. All right. Let's get ready. <laughs>